Rev it up and welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 1049. The race isn't over until it's over. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Hello, automotive enthusiasts. I'm revved up and so excited to introduce today's very special guest, Josh Mall. Hey, Josh, are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride? I got all five points latched and uh, all the belts are tight. Awesome. I'll try to keep it between the guardrails as we move through the questions here. Josh Mall is the co-founder of Heel Toe Socks located in Phoenix, Arizona. Josh and his business partner, Brian Richardson, are automotive enthusiasts who came up with the idea to design bold patterns inspired by legendary Ford, Datsun, and Porsche racing cars onto lightweight, breathable socks that are made here in the USA. Josh is particularly fond of vintage cars, and his past includes mountain bike racing. Heel-toe socks is a sidepreneur venture, as Josh's day job is running Swimming Pool Science, a pool service and repair company in the Phoenix area. As a Father's Day special, Josh has been so kind to offer two very cool gift packages to a couple Lucky Cars Yeah! subscribers. The first one will get a pair of TF70 socks, a heel-toe t-shirt, a heel-toe socks poster, and the second will receive a pair of socks that are autographed by the golf racing team director, John Horseman. How cool is that? Plus a t-shirt and a poster. So if you want a chance to win these, make sure you go to CarsYeah.com, hit the free book button. I'll send you my free filler-up book, and you'll be subscribed to be a winner. And we'll get those sent out before Father's Day, because this is one time that a pair of socks for Father's Day would be a very cool gift. So, Josh, I've told our listeners a little bit about you. Would you take a brief moment, share a little more about your business career and a very obvious passion for automobiles? Sure, I'd love to, Mark. You know, I grew up in a in a self-employed family and wheels since the beginning have always been a part of it, particularly Porsches. Uh, my dad and his uncle, they had a Mustang they used to drag race and they kind of, they did that for a while. And then my dad was looking to move on to different stuff and he sold the drag car and, and he, with his half of the money, he went out and bought a 911. He had a white 1970 911T and he autocrossed it and had fun with it and really just fell in love with Porsches. He really fell in with a great group. You know, guys like Bill Richardson, who is a he rebuilds Carrera Motors and is you know heavily involved in that still to this day. Uh, Mark Terrell, who's a local car restorer and, and, and hot rod builder, and just growing up in that atmosphere, having old 911s around and his 356s, and 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 just being part of that whole process has it's just always been life for me. I've, I've spent my Sundays watching drag racing on Sunday mornings. You know, Steve Evans there giving the Given the spiel with you know Kenny Bernstein and Eddie Hill and and all the legends of the you know 70s and 80s into the 90s and you know going to different events and races and then you know getting into bicycle racing, I always was able to get into a really good mentality because I always pictured myself being you know Vic Elford at the you know Monte Carlo Rally or something like that you know and I got to get focused we got to go and we got to hit all our turns and so I've just taken my passion for wheels. Channeled it into this new project, Heel Toe Socks, along with my my good friend and partner, who's an incredible graphic design artist, Brian Richardson, and he's come up with some brilliant stuff, and we've really worked to channel that into something new for the car enthusiast as an accessory. Well, this is a really cool uh, sidepreneur project that you're working on, and uh, uh, Mr. Lunseth uh, connected us 
uh, who was kind enough to put us together. I know that he stopped and talked to you not too long ago um, and said, hey, you got to talk to Josh what they're doing with these uh, heel toe socks because they're really cool. What comes to mind are the uh, marvelous shoes that a past guest here on Cars, yeah, Nick Hunsiker is doing. To have his shoes in your socks would be an awesome combination. You know, I've got two pair of Nicholas Hunsinger shoes, and he is a he is a stand up guy and a fantastic artist. And our last big event we had, where we debuted the socks, there was a guy that showed up, and he was he was all about the marigold and light blue of golf. He had it all the way down his glasses, and of course, he showed up in his number twenty Hunsinger shoes and needed a pair of socks. And he slipped those socks on with the shoes, and we got a great shot. And they just they're a match made in heaven. They look fantastic together. And of course, the Hunsinger shoes are. Really comfortable, great driving shoe and, and his T-shirts and all that stuff. He's a fantastic guy. And, of course, Mark Linseth of Pedal, I mean, he's doing great stuff with his app. It's it's so exciting and refreshing to see a new social media app based around cars where you don't have to worry about the fake news stuff and all the garbage and crap that comes with the established social media outlet. So if you haven't checked out Pedal, guys, I'm telling you, you got to see this new app. Yeah, it's very, very cool. So uh, we appreciate uh, the connection here. Well, as we continue on your journey, I always like to start with a success quote or a mantra. This is some kind of saying that's been instrumental in forming your life. It's a nice way to get the inspirational tires turning here on Cars, yeah? So, Josh, take the wheel. You know, you've got to keep moving forward, reaching towards your goals, no matter what. You cannot get discouraged. And so that's really my mantra is keep moving forward. Sometimes it's only inches. Sometimes it's only millimeters. Sometimes you get lucky and you get a few feet at a time. But all of my regrets have come from when I've stopped moving forward and given up on my goals, whether it's just been career goals or bicycle races, you know, getting becoming a bicycle racer at the national level and reaching almost the elite ranks. There are those times where you just feel like everything's going wrong. Everything's caving in. But the race isn't over until it's over. And of course, we saw that in 2016 at Le Mans with Porsche and Toyota. Yes. Porsche was ready to go and congratulate Toyota. And on the last few feet of the last lap, the tables turned. It's never over till it's over. You got to keep moving forward. Yeah. You know, you've got racer blood in you, Josh, because uh, I've had over 200 racers here on the show and every single one of them has that same concept about their career, their passion for racing cars and so forth. Always moving forward. Never give up. I had a great guest on the show that once said, if you're going to fall, at least fall forward. You'll be that much closer to your goal. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh. Yeah, it's absolutely fantastic. I love it. Well, let's go back in time. You touched on this a little bit earlier. Growing up in a family with all these Porsches and cool cars, you were a lucky kid. Is there a story that instigated your personal passion for cars, a pivotal moment in your life, and you knew you're going to be a lot like your family members and you were going to be a car guy? The stories I get from my mom and dad, and they used to talk about their 72 911S that they used to have that coincidentally was my first car accident when my mother was eight months pregnant with me, turned a little too soon in front of somebody, totaled the car. Oh, no. Some would say I turned out okay. I survived <laughs> the accident fully recovered. I, but yeah, I think you're just fine, Josh. <laughs> yeah, that was the first car accident. So I, you know, the, the Porsches, they've been in my DNA and they've been in my blood from the beginning. But, but at some point, I came to realize that cars, they're not just a, a means of conveyance for human beings from point A to point B. They are a piece of artwork. And what sets automobiles apart from every other form of artwork is this is something you experience with at least four out of five sentences. I I would say if you're tasting your car, you definitely need to have take a look under the hood. There might be something wrong. But this is a piece of art that you feel, that responds, that communicates with you, that when when you get in, say, an old vintage car, for example, 
you are in a time machine. You have gone back to the year that that car was made. Everything around you, you have to go through the procedure, all the little corks and temperamentals to to get that car fired up and warmed up and ready to go to go out on a drive. I mean, that is a that is a time machine. There is no other expression of art or technology that parallels a car is even on is even on par with it. Just a true passion. What's been really exciting for me recently is sharing this passion with my kids. I've got Willow, who's two and a half, and I've got Miles, who's five and a half. Miles loves going to the swap meets. He loves his Hot Wheel collection. He's starting to really learn the different vintage cars. And and Willow just really has a passion as well. They take every chance they get, whether I'm just pulling the car out of the garage to wash it or move stuff around, or I'm like, come on, guys, let's go take a putt around the neighborhood. They don't want in in the car to go for a ride. So, Well, you've got really lucky little kids that uh, you can share your passion with, and hopefully they'll pick up on that passion and it'll be a part of their lives as well. I do the same with my kids when they were little. And you're right, with older cars, when you get in them, it's important to kind of get in the mindset of that older car because cars today have really dumbed down drivers, I think. There's so many protective devices now. You don't have to even look over your shoulder anymore. You should, but a lot of people don't. The cars just run forever, don't need hardly any maintenance. You kind of have to get in a different mindset. And I used to use my string back gloves as a reminder that, okay, I'm getting in a car that doesn't stop as fast. The brakes aren't as good. It might be lighter. It might slide across the surface. Uh, remember to stay out of the way of the big SUVs and all the other people that are going to squish me uh, if I'm in this little car. But it puts you in a better mindset. And you have to think about your driving, too. There's no drinking or eating in a car like that, especially if it's a manual. So, yeah, it's a wonderful time machine. Nicely put. Well, let's take a look at some of the roads you've driven down and talk about a big challenge or a big failure you face. You come from an entrepreneurial family. They're not afraid to take risks, but with those risks comes failure, comes challenge. So take us through one of yours and tell us how you overcame that situation and what it taught you. I've had several several humps in the road. I think we all have. And the business that keeps me busy during the week right now, my swimming pool service repair business, I've got a great partner right now. But of course, that didn't come without pitfalls and that and in a swimming pool business, in a market like we're in here in Phoenix, if you're decent, the work just comes flying at you. And sometimes that can get overwhelming. Sometimes you can stretch yourself too thin. And when that happens, your quality of work diminishes greatly. And so there were many times where I've, I've failed in this pool business. I've been fired hundreds of times by customers. And it's all because either I was incapable of providing the, the, the level of service that they expected and that they needed, or I just spread myself way too thin. And you have to, you have to learn to overcome, you have to learn to overcome that. It's that keep moving forward mentality until you get to a point where you can say, okay, this happened here, this happened here. We know what we're going to do differently. We know how we're going to prepare during the winter so that in the summertime we are ready to go and everything runs smoothly. It really takes time and you can't let you can't let those things get to you. You can't let them stop you. It's, it's it's just so important. You know, it's an interesting point because lots of times entrepreneurs, when their business takes off, they don't know how to scale. They don't know how to either ramp up or more importantly, better define who their customer really is so they can fall into a niche within that market. Sometimes you try to be everything to everybody. And when you are trying to be everything to everybody, the lower end customer, let's say, who doesn't want to pay as much or doesn't need as many services or the higher end, that can really kind of mess things up. And I hear that from all sorts of people who are entrepreneurs, especially technical entrepreneurs, people that build cars, say, restorers, uh, technicians, things like that. 
it's a real delicate balance. So if there's one thing you could share with a listener out there who's struggling with this in their business, what would be one takeaway or piece of advice you would offer that you've learned from these all these firings, as you say, which is great for you to admit because most people would not admit that, but those are certainly, every one of those is a valuable, valuable learning lesson. Is there one takeaway you might offer somebody to, to help them kind of see a little brighter path? You know, I learned this from financial guru, guru Dave Ramsey, but a mission statement is very important in whatever you're doing. Your mission statement, it is your, it is your lighthouse, it is your compass, it is your guidepost. Mm-hmm. And if you, if you build out a clear, concise mission statement and you focus on that mission statement and you stick to that mission statement, all the other stuff clears away. Cause like what I can tell you from beginning heel toe socks with my partner, Brian is in the beginning, it was an experiment. That experiment was successful. And we started getting people contacting us. And now all of a sudden it's like, wait a minute, do we go this way? Or maybe we put our socks on Amazon or Zappos and, you know, let's get into retail. No, let's just sell at shows. And we really had to take a second, let the dust settle, regroup and breathe and stay focused to our mission statement. And that's helped us to continue to move forward. So really work on that mission statement and stick to it and follow it. That's, that's your guidepost. That's your compass. Great advice. Well, let's talk about an aha moment in your career, a time when the lights came on and kind of illuminated a new path for you. Tell us about yours. So growing up in a self-employed sort of entrepreneurial family, it's, it's, it's all I've ever really known. I've never had a corporate job. I've never worked for a large company or anything like that. It's always been people need stuff done. I go out and do it. The money's always there. It works out great. But when you're jumping into something new, like with, with heel toe socks, this was something we weren't sure about. We had an idea. We thought it was really cool. A few people we talked to about it, they thought it was really neat. You know, when you're going to lay that money down for that first shipment of your order, and you've laid out the money for your hotel rooms and, and everything for the first show you're going to go to, and you have this idea that, oh man, we're going to sell these, but what if we don't? What if we don't? <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, that's, that's really scary. For, for us at Heel Toe Socks, it was that moment where we had we showed up to the show, the LA Literature Show. That's you know everybody knows about that in the Porsche world, with one kind of sock, our, our TF70 modeled after the Porsche 9083 driven by Brian Redman and Joe Siffert that won the race. And this was one sock, and people just coming to the booth, coming to the booth, coming to the booth, including Jerry Seinfeld, who bought three pairs of our heel toe socks. But that was really a big aha moment. We can do this. This. This is something, if we harness this right, we've got something here. We found this spot in the market. And if we take it and run with it and make good decisions, then, then we can actually do this. And that was, a, that was a big, inspiring moment that really took a load off of our shoulders and gave us some great direction. Very cool. I love it. Great story. And congratulations on that first success. Because that is scary. You put a lot of money and time out there, and then you wonder, what if? But you just went ahead and did it. And that's the key. You just have to go ahead and do it and see what happens. And if it doesn't work out, kind of ask questions. Hey, why would you not buy a pair of these socks? What do you not like about them? And then you'll learn how to improve on them later. That's the uh, that's one of the great tips there with things that don't go well. But it sounds like you hit the ball out of the park first time. So that's great. Well, let's go back in time and talk about that really first special car that you had or have and maybe share a special memory you have about that vehicle. Well, there's, there's a handful. I, I learned to drive stick on my dad's 58 356 coupe. Oh, 
with him sitting next to me. And that was a little intimidating, a little scary, but we got through it. And, you know, I didn't have to put, you know, the $5 in the ashtray too many times like you're supposed to do every time you grind the gears. But I had a a 69 Porsche 912 that I was driving when I went to ASU. And that was a lot of a really fun car. I really got used to driving stick at that point. I taught my ex-wife actually how to drive stick on that car. I remember when she and I were dating and I, we rolled up to the house and she was driving. My parents happened to be sitting outside. And my dad wasn't too pleased that I had taught somebody else how to drive stick on this 912 that we bought that he was, he was wanting to restore. And shortly after that, we, sold, we, rest, we restored that car, sold it, and we had a 79 Porsche 930. That was a European market car. That was just a rocket ship. Mm-hmm. And no 20-year-old should ever be allowed to have a car like that. It's a miracle that I'm alive and standing today and had some wild, crazy drives. What a a machine that was. Now, that's a car that I built a lot of – those were cars I built a lot of memories on. But the the most memorable car is the one sitting in my garage right now, and that is my silver 72 911S. Because as I mentioned earlier, there was a car accident, my first car accident, and a car my mother was driving. That's the car I own today. After that car was wrecked, the insurance company totaled it. My dad bought it back. He and a buddy rebuilt it, sold it to another guy, and that guy had it for a good two decades. Then my uncle bought it, and he had it for 25-plus years. And then his sons decided they wanted to attend NYU Dental School, his twin boys. So I we had just sold the 930. I was in a good financial place, and the market was just right, and I was able to pick up the car for a song. And so I was able to bring that car back into the fold. That's the car my parents fell in love with or fell in love in. That's the car that all these memories were built when I was a little kid. I'd hear the stories about racing up the hill in fifth gear and that car would just rip. And when you left the stoplight, you know, the, the RPMs would sweep to red line before you could even get out of first gear. And, and so now I get to build memories with my children in that car. One really important one was uh, Ren Sport 5. I got to take my son Miles to do laps around the track that was that was really special coincidentally i think i'm the only person to go around laguna seca on a bicycle on rollerblades and in a regular convention yeah i can't claim to do that i've i've raced there and i've driven cars around the track but not on a bicycle or well i actually rode a motorcycle around there once but uh not on rollerblades that's yeah that's for sure that's a little little, uh sketchy there (laughs) i guess so very cool. Well, as you know, a 72S, that is a special place in my heart. I had one of those cars for a long time, taught my kids how to drive a stick in that car, uh, did a lot of miles in that car. It was wonderful. But yeah, those darn college schools. Uh, my car went away to pay for my son's school. So uh, these colleges have a way. So be very careful. I would advise you with those little kids, start saving a lot of money right now for that college. Otherwise, you may lose that 72S in about 18 years when your kids are 15 years when they're ready for college. But uh, nice story. I love it. How about a car that you let go? Is there a seller's remorse story in your life? So I had a Volkswagen Golf GTI. I believe it was. It was the 337 edition, which would have made it in 02 or in 03. And I apologize, Volkswagen people, for not knowing my late model Volkswagens like I should. But it was a 337 edition, which was an anniversary car. So it had 18-inch BBS wheels. It had Audi TT exhaust and brakes. And the owner that had it before me, a good friend of mine, did some work to it with a you know upgradable chip with a few different modes and short shift kit. That car was a little rocket ship that was just so much fun to drive. At the time, my dad and I also we still had the 930, 
And the 930, as you know, is a great open road car. It's got a fair amount of turbo log. It's only got the four speeds. So there'd be places where we'd take the 930, like driving from Phoenix to Flagstaff or Phoenix to Payson, places like that. When we wanted to get in the tight twisties and really tear it up, that's when we pulled out the GTI with the little six speed and that 1.8 liter turbo that would just wind up and spin those front wheels like, like a hamster wheel. I miss that car. And every once in a while, I see there's a handful of them that drive around Phoenix and I reminisce every time I see one. I'd lo- I wish I still had that car. Yeah, they are cool little rocket ships. Well, let's talk about what has you excited and fired up with heel toe, because I'd love for you to share a little bit more of the different sock designs that you guys have. Uh, how people can get their hands on a pair of these. You know, with Father's Day coming up here pretty soon, and I always joke that, you know, ties and socks are one of those go-to gifts for fathers, and dads kind of open the box with a little bit of a frown, like, gee, thanks, just what I wanted. But these are cool. These would make a great gift. So tell us about some of the other designs, and how can people get a pair of these socks, or two or three, or all of them? So right now, I will tell you, our TF70 sock that's modeled after the Porsche 9083 that won the 1970 Targa Florio, we are almost out of those. Uh-oh. When those run out, they may never get reissued again. So that's the thing is you've only got so much time to get a pair of our socks before we move on to the next design. We may choose to reissue that down the road, but the two lucky winners of the, our prize packs are going to be some of the last people to be able to get their hands on some. But we've got some really cool designs coming up. In fact, we're going to be at Rensport 6 this year, and we're coming out with a special line of socks just for that event that are going to be you know, notable Porsche race cars throughout the years. And, you know, we're going to be kind of choosing and curating those designs, which ones work best with a sock, which can, you know, which can translate, which ones are compatible with the actual manufacturer of the sock. Because, of course, with socks, you have limitations on the weaving and the patterns they can do. They can do amazing stuff with socks. And, and in the cycling industry, where, where I've really learned about socks and where I really got into them, They've, they've been doing lots of stuff for years. Bicyclists know this. Those of you guys that are car and bike people, you can get socks with all kinds of bike designs, but but nobody has been doing any really exciting car socks. There are some okay designs out there, but but nothing really bold and exciting that really, really encompass the glory and the incredible cars of years past. And so that's what we're looking to do. And we want to do that in limited runs in not necessarily small numbers, but, but limited runs, we want these to be collectible. And so my, my partner and graphic design artist, Brian Richardson, who is amazing, his, his company is Richardson Design. He has just got this knack for putting these incredible designs together. Growing up like I did in a car family, he's, he, he has his grandfather's 67 911S. And his dad, uh, I mentioned his dad earlier, Bill Richardson, is, he's the guy that rebuilds four, Porsche 4Cam four engines. He's just got a great sense. He's in the culture. He has this just incredible eye for design. So the stuff we're coming out with, we've had some we've had some folks trying to replicate what we're doing, but it's just not at the same level. So we're excited that we're going to be releasing some new stuff. And we did have a Kickstarter campaign. It didn't quite go all the way to the finish line like we wanted it to, but we are going to have some stuff coming out in the meantime between now and Rensport. So keep your eyes open over at www.heeltoesocks.com for, for what's coming next. Absolutely. I'll put a link to that site on Josh Shoshono's page on the Cars yeah website. And for those of you that might not be familiar with Rensport, huge Porsche event that takes place in September. Is that right this year? Yeah. So it'll be September, the weekend of September 27th. They had over 60,000 people for Rensport 5 back in 20. This is the year my daughter was born. So I should remember this 2015. 
Yeah, it's a great event. I've been to it many times. I'm going to be at it again this year, so I'll see you at Rensport this year. Wouldn't miss it being a Porsche fan. It is the consummate Porsche event. I think the only thing maybe more cool might be the work show, WERKS show that happens with Porsche Club, uh, both at Amelia Island and during Car Week, and then also Luftekult, which just took place in Los Angeles that uh, Patrick Long puts on with his buddy, and uh, that was a fantastic event as well. So I'll make sure that we put those out there. Sounds very cool. And again, two lucky subscribers are going to win probably the last pairs of these T70s. So look forward to that. Make sure you subscribe on the Cars yeah website, and I'll send you my free filler-up book. Here's a very introspective question for you, Josh. If you were a vehicle, what would Josh be and why? You know, I was thinking about this last night, and I think I would be my dad's 79 Ford F-350 pickup truck. Okay. He Why's bought that? that new, and I think it was actually manufactured the same month I was born. That truck is still sitting in his garage. The paint, the maroon and white paint looks great. The interior, well, it's on its second interior. But he has kept that truck, his work truck, not looking like a work truck for almost 40 years now. Cool. And that is that truck is like a brother to me. It's the truck I grew up in. I've got pictures riding on his lap. I spent countless hours hauling materials across Arizona in that truck. And now my kids get to ride in it around the neighborhood. Fine. It's a reliable truck. It's good. It's not the fastest thing out there, but it's a good old reliable truck. There's nothing else like it around town, and it puts a smile on your face when you see it. Nicely said, just like Josh does. Very cool. Well, Josh, up next is the last lap. But before we put the pedal to the metal, let's say thank you to today's Cars Yeah sponsors. Everyone who knows me knows I'm really picky when it comes to my cars and keeping them looking new. I'm a huge fan of Covercraft floor mats. I've protected my vehicle with their products for decades. Want to keep your vehicle's interior looking new? It's easy with Covercraft floor mats. They will protect your vehicle's factory carpets from daily abuse, weather, pets, children, weekend adventures, and those everyday spills. It's a fast, easy, and stylish way to keep your vehicle looking new. Covercraft floor mats come in a wide variety of styles, materials, and configurations, all designed for maximum protection. In addition to Premier Plush and Berber Custom Floor Mats, you'll also find cargo liners, canine cargo area liners, dash covers, and sunscreens. Enhance your vehicle's looks while protecting the factory finishes with easy-to-install and easy-to-clean floor mats. Covercraft is the right choice. Learn more today at Covercraft.com and tell them Mark at Cars Yeah sent you. That's Covercraft.com. What's every automotive enthusiast dream? To design and build that perfect garage. My friends at Metron Garage are a group of creative talents who've combined their passion for cars with their careers in architecture. Their service includes unique garage design and state-of-the-art fabrication. They will create the coolest custom garage for you and your vehicles. Metron Garage's system features fully engineered commercial-grade material and structural framing that's stronger than traditional construction. Their designs are pre-engineered to meet your building codes for fast, bolt-together construction. With over 25 years of experience, you'll see a 3D rendering to visualize your custom garage, and the final structure will fulfill all your storage needs. Contact Metron Garage today and begin realizing your dream garage. Go to metrongarage.com. That's metrongarage.com. Garages built for discerning enthusiasts. Where it's not just a garage, it's where your dream garage comes true. Okay, Josh, we're back and we're entering the last lap. I'm going to fire off a series of questions 
and ask you to give our listeners some very quick blips of the throttle answers. So here we go. What's the best automotive advice you've ever received? That was probably from Tony Callis of Callis Rensport, and it had to do has to do with preservation versus restoration. When do you d- dive into something, and when do you leave it alone? And that's something to think about anytime you're going to do work on your car. Yeah, yeah, very nicely said. Now, could you share one of your personal habits you believe has helped contribute to your many successes over the years? I would say it's my MacGyverness, my ability to make something work when you don't have the standard tools on hand, and I. I developed that growing up building houses with my dad and and building and remodeling pools with my uncles is that there's always a different way to do something. And you, when one way doesn't work, you've got to find a way around. Like Bruce Lee says, you got to be like water. And water always gets through no matter what. You're MacGyverness. I like that. Yeah, very nice. Now, how about a resource? There are tons of great resources these days. Is there one that stands out for you? Yeah, I would say it's a physical resource. It is located in Germany. It is called the Sinsheim Auto and Technik Museum. And if you have never been there, you've got to put this on your bucket list. I'm talking everything from trains to helicopters, Concorde jets, to an incredible collection of automotive cars, all the way from BMW IZs, all the way to Formula One cars and everything in between. It is an unbelievable place. And the cafeteria has amazing food. I first visited the Cinchon Museum in 96. I picked up a new Porsche at the factory, was heading east from Stuttgart to Munich, I believe, and didn't even know it was there and looked out the window and I went, what is that? And just did a big U-turn, came back down and ended up spending the whole day there. Could have spent days in that place. And I've been back several times since. Yeah, it is. It's incredible. It's just overwhelming. And I couldn't believe I didn't know about it. I was like, I could have missed that if I hadn't looked off to the left. I would have completely missed it. So fantastic museum. I'll make sure I put a link to that on Josh's show notes page. Now, how about a book? Is there a book you've read that you'd like to share with our listeners? There's a couple of quick ones. That'll be quick. Author Tammy Kaler's Kate Riley Mystery Series. If you haven't checked out these novels, it's a fictional story about a female race car driver. Who's the, the book series, she's getting her start at Lime Rock Park and she gets a drive and she finds a driver lifeless and all the mystery that crowds around it. But Tammy Kaler as an author has done incredible research on her books and very much, although the stories are fiction, all the accounts and all of her all of her technical stuff in the books are just extremely accurate to the racing community, right down to what the mechanics do, to the atmosphere, to dealing with the sponsors. You just eat them up, you start reading them, and you go from cover to cover before you know it. And it's just really, really great fiction writing. Also, um, I believe he was a guest of yours, Dwight Knowlton and his kids' books, The Little Red Racing Car, The Small Silver Speedster. Great, simple stories that the kids love and the incredible artwork and the detail on the pages that he puts in. There's nothing else like it. It's, it's, it's really amazing. And then one last incredible experience we had not too long ago, my, my partner Brian and I got the chance to sit down with former golf racing race director, John Horseman. And of course, he wrote the book Racing in the Rain, which is a fascinating read, amazing facts, real stories. But sitting down with him, it was like hearing a book on tape. Except you have the actual guy standing across from you, giving you a personal book on tape, which was incredible. It was it was like nothing else. And he's the kindest, nicest guy. So a couple of books there to check out. Definitely great reads, all three of them. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, Dwight T. Knowlton has been a three-time guest. I think the only three-time guest here on Cars, yeah? 
and he lives in the Phoenix area where you live. So he's he's very close by. Wonderful. Probably the best kids car books I've ever seen by bar none. They're just absolutely fantastic. And John Horseman, I got to meet him at a technical event with a Porsche 917 they have up here in the Pacific Northwest. A great guy. I wish I could get him on the show. I just can't quite get him to uh, commit, but maybe one of these days I will. But a really nice guy. Got to sit and listen to stories. Amazing stories. So all great books. And I'll make sure that you listeners can uh, resource all of these on Josh's show notes page on the Cars Yacht website. Just type in Josh Mall, M-A-U-L-E, into that search bar and all these books and his references will come up for you with quick, easy clicks to buy on those books. All right, time for the checkered flag. And this last question can be a bit of a doozy. If I buy you a cool collector car to park in your garage, but you're going to have to get rid of the S, I'm sorry, unless that's the car you want to keep and I don't have to buy you a car today, but we're just playing the game today. So let's park that car someone else for now. What would that one car be and why? It would have to be a Singer 911. Oh, yes. (laughs) The greatest of every era, packaged so beautifully together, like a like a seamless puzzle into one machine. That's a car I could drive off a cliff before I die of Alzheimer's <laughs> in my old age. Well, don't do that. Leave it for your kids. But uh, yeah, Rob Dickinson's been a guest a couple times here on the show. And uh, I'll tell you, when I was interviewed on my own show here, the first time by my son, Blake, that's the car I picked. And I had some... Porsche buddies kind of email me and go, what are you doing? It's not a real authentic. You, I, I thought you were an authentic guy, you know. And it's not about real and authentic. It's about the experience and the art. Yeah, yeah. Those cars. And the, the, I think the opportunity to have basically a vintage car built to your standards is what is so appealing. Plus, the car is just over-the-top insane, over-the-top expensive. I think there's like a two- or three-year waiting list for those, and they're up to around $700,000 now. Well, that's I mean, why I need you to buy me that car. I, okay, well, gee, thanks a lot, John. I'll get my big golfer's trophy checkbook out here and, <laughs> up and try to put it on the table. And uh, yeah, might want to wait a little, t- little few years to get that check cash, but love to buy you one of those. Um, I have to ask you, do you have the Singer book, the first book that they published on their cars? No, I do not. I will have to look for that. I think you need to put that on your Father's Day wish list for your wife and kids. Uh, yeah, it's a fantastic book. Uh, just brilliant. You can go to Singer, their website, and you can find that book. It's a book of dreams. It's got the first, uh, I don't know, maybe 50 cars that he's built. They all name them after the city or something special about the car. But uh, oh, yeah, be still my heart. Well, Josh, you've taken us on a great ride today. I've really enjoyed your stories. I want to thank you for sharing your automotive journey and your very cool socks. With the Cars Yeah audience, could you offer us one little parting piece of wisdom or guidance before you rip off into the desert sunset in that custom-built Singer 911? It's important to keep your mind open, but not so much that your brain will fall out. <laughs> also, stick to your commitments and be honest. You can never go wrong with those two things. And what's the best way for listeners, again, to find out about Heel Toe Socks? Of course, we're on all social media channels. You can find us over at Heel Toe Socks on Pedal. Uh, of course, the good old-fashioned World Wide Web at www.heeltoesocks.com. Also on Facebook, just search Heel Toe Socks, as well as Instagram, Heel Toe Socks. Over on Twitter, we're actually at Heel Sales. So you can find us all over the place. And of course, you're rolling through Phoenix. Shoot us a message. We'd love to meet you and hang out. Or if you're going to be at Rensport, walk up and say hello and say, Hey, Josh, I heard you on Cars Yeah. I'll make sure I put links to all of these on Josh's show notes page on the Cars Yeah website. So check it out. And again, a nice shout out to Eric Lunseth for connecting us here 
from the Pedal app. Check out the Pedal app. It's very, very cool. Listeners, you can find everything we talked about on Josh's show notes page. And remember, he's going to offer two very cool gift packages to two lucky Cars yeah subscribers. So go to CarsYeah.com, click on the free book button. I'll send you my free filler up book. Uh, you're going to win some socks, cool shirt, posters. I mean, this is really nice of you to do. And of course, that big grand poobah uh, signed socks from John Horseman. How cool is that? Very gracious of you to offer that to the listeners. And we'll be doing that very soon after the show airs. So make sure you go to CarsYeah.com and subscribe. Josh, thanks for being so generous today with your time and expertise and for sharing your experiences with me and the Cars Yow listeners. Until you and I talk again, I'll see you down the road with a cool pair of socks on. Cool. That was fun. Thank you. You take care of your cars, but who takes care of your investments? Tune-ups aren't just for engines. Updating your financial plan is important, too. Your GPS may take you from A to B, but it won't help you on the road to financial freedom. For that, you need a good co-pilot and a very trusted advisor. Chris Kimball, CFP, is just the man for the job. He'll guide you down that road without driving you crazy. For over 25 years, Chris has helped people just like you and me with their financial planning and investments. With a master's degree in financial services, he is eminently qualified. And he's a car guy, too. Learn more at chrisvkimball.com or call 866-ON-A-PLAN. Securities through Money Concepts Capital Corp. Member FINRA SIPIC. CK Financial Services is not affiliated with Money Concepts Capital Corp. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah. Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah!